Welcome to Geeks Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. Happy New Year, buddy pals. We are excited that you're Burr! here tonight as we... That's my, like, party horn sound. Oh, I thought it was fireworks or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, all, all those things. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we are excited that you're here for the first episode of the year 2022. Happy 2022, y'all. I almost said 2022, but... 2022. In the year 2022. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. You're going to say blue. I'm like, all right. No, much like Taylor Swift once wrote. As the prophet Taylor Swift once wrote. And I, I do feel like before we get into anything tonight, we should talk about the coffee that we're drinking. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about it? Thanks, Bailey. It is delicious. It's really tasty. This was from Bailey. It's Is it Festivity? Is that what it's called? I don't remember. I think it's Festivity Coffee, and it's delicious. I'm just drinking it. It is very um, good. It's It's got floral notes. It's got we should have recorded. a little bit of spice in it. We um, did like a pseudo coffee tasting earlier. We should um, have recorded. I was reading it. on the bag that it says there's nutmeg, and I can totally taste it this time. Hmm. Now that I knew it's there. Anyway, it's delicious. Happy New Year. Thank you for the coffee, Bailey. You're welcome for the sipping. Uh, before we get into anything else, though, if you have any Disney trips coming up or want to have one coming up, we encourage you to go take a look at Mouseways Travel. They are the official travel partner of Daps Magic and Geeks Corner. And uh, you can do that by going to mouseways.com slash dapsmagic. And uh, Matthew will take care of you and all of your details so you can focus on enjoying the magic. With that, Focus on the fun. Focus on the fun, but not a forward focus. Do those still exist anymore? Almost positive. Okay, I don't know. We do not drive anyway, Fords here. You used speaking to. Speaking of fun things, no, I've never driven a Ford. Oh, you, that was a Toyota. I'm I had, sorry. I've had. <laughs> I was thinking of yeah, um, festivity blend from Temple Coffee, which is delicious. It's from Sacramento, California, and if we had the link, we would put it up right now. Uh, I was thinking of Sam, Sam Eagle. Oh, Sam Eagle. But that was a. There you go. That was a Toyota. That was a Toyota. It was a beautiful yeah. Toyota. I thought it was a Ford for a second. No, it was Might awesome be. Talk. Anyway, before we get into anything for the show tonight, I thought we'd play show and tell. Is that okay? We should have had like a graphic pop-up show and tell. But today, I got from the Walt Disney World Resort my very first official Walt Disney World annual pass holder magnets. Can I say something funny? Yeah. It's only, it's. I'm very, very excited for you. I don't think you are. I think I'm about to have my hopes and dreams dashed. I still haven't gotten my magic key oh, box. Okay. I have one. I'll share. And you got your annual pass two months after I got my magic yeah, key. Yeah, that is true. This is very nice, though. I do like that you have two magnets. I know. I don't know why I got two, but and I'm they're, not complaining. They're very large magnets as well. And they're hefty. And I like that there's a pretzel on the inside. When you do this. Oh, like on that. the other it's side. A pretzel. It's a pretzel. It says, welcome to pass holder magic. Congratulations. You just became a part of something extraordinary two months ago. Because your Walt Disney World annual pass is more than just a way for you to get into the magic. It's the key to getting the magic into you. I don't know what that means. But I don't like that. They, they are great magnets. And uh, it was a fun thing to get in the mail. Like, I'm I'm very pleased with this. So thank you, Walt Disney um, World. I will say the other thing that And makes... I have a ticket. Or I have a hard, like, a... A thing That's in my box. really cool. You keep going, Mom. Fine. Yeah. No, I'm so happy for. You. Oh, was it? Was it this? No, that's that's the old <laughs> one. Anybody remember these? Um, no, I think the thing that's funniest about this um, is that in my in my daily life, in my in my day job, one mm -hmm. may say, 
uh, my company is partnered with Arizona State University. And so when you first walked into the set and you said, look what I got, oh, I just saw this. And I was like, you got a, you got a mailing from ASU? Because these are ASU's colors. Oh, is that what they look like? Crimson and gold. Congratulations. Works up. Um, I don't remember I put my card. Okay, oh, so he it. doesn't actually have a physical pass, guys. I do. See, found it. Um, too much in my wallet. So yeah, Mr. Naps actually got into ASU, guys. Uh, wish him luck. What is he majoring in? Tell us. Penguins. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what they're offering now at ASU these days? I'd like a major in penguin. Um, other thing <laughs> that's exciting that's worth showing is the newest Star Wars The High Republic book is out. So I ran over to Barn Noble, Barnes & Noble today and got The Fallen Star. This still exists. Which looks, yes. That's why I went there, is to keep it in existence. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Keep your I local bookstore in business. That's why I go to coffee shops, and that's why I go to Barnes & Noble, is because I want to keep Starbucks and Barnes & Noble in business. Starbucks? Yeah. They'll be fine. Well, the one by my house is closed right now, so I hope so. Um Oh, yeah. other one. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, this is The Fallen Star. It's the third in the trilogy of uh, The High Republic for the adult novels. And the first two have been fantastic. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes, even though I have a feeling um, this is kind of the Empire Strikes Back of the books. But the art's real cool. It's phase one of three, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. And uh, it's been really cool because The High Republic is kind of like the um i don't know the peak of the jedi order and i have a feeling this is when they no longer are like i think this is the beginning of the end of the jedi before they're like i think they're going to go down pretty far before we see what happens in later movies and things like that possible uh yeah that would have been great except for it just came out today so i couldn't buy it last week and, and I could have actually gotten it for like $7 or $8 cheaper if I just bought it online and went and picked it up. But I figured that probably hurt jobs somehow. Yeah, no, it, I was it like, probably did. If there's that level of a discount just for purchasing it on the website, there has to be there has to be a catch. And then I started thinking of The Office and Ryan. And I was like, nope, I bet this is an Office Ryan situation. So I'm going to go into Barnes & Noble and buy a book. You are so funny. Speaking of keeping places in business. Do you think I'm wrong uh, though? No. I think I, I'm right. It's something we were talking about before the show. And so I wanted to plug something very awesome. And Bailey, yes, you should read them. You'll enjoy them. And is, I look forward to hearing what you think. If you are ever in the Huntington Beach area, mm -hmm. there is a coffee shop called Cafe Montage. It's very sweet. Uh, it's all um, movie themed. Mm -hmm. So all of the drinks on the menu, all of the food, um, they serve hot coffee, iced coffee, smoothies and pastries um all of the food all of the music they play all of the decorations it is all inspired by hollywood it's a really fun place if you're ever in huntington beach cafe montage we were talking about this today that it reminds us it's kind true. of oh it's the quality level yes yeah uh and so i just wanted to while we're talking about supporting your local businesses thank you for coming that's uh that's our local plug today there you go we should do that more often we should plug local businesses. That would be fun. All right. Moving on to big business. The Walt Disney Company's longtime leader officially retired last week. I think Friday was his last day. Um, Bob Iger yeah. has stepped down as chairman of the board, executive chairman and former CEO of the Walt Disney Company. He had a very 
um, illustrious career first at ABC and then at the Walt Disney Company when he became president and COO under uh, Michael Eisner before becoming the CEO in 2005, which he continued on until 2020, about three weeks before the pandemic really hit. Um, he passed that baton on to Bob Chapek. And uh, first off, we wish him very well. And if you ever want to come on the show, Bob Iger, you are more than welcome to. Uh, but I think it'd be fun to talk a little bit about some of the things he did over the 15 years as his as the CEO and what is his legacy going to be in the next 15 to 50 years, um, because he's one of, I believe, six people that have been the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Wow. And I might be wrong on that, but it's it's around that number. Uh, anyway, uh, what do you think was the biggest thing that Bob Iger did? And what do you think is is his legacy uh, as we move on into the Chapek and Beyond era? Um, I mean, the first big three, I know you said one, the first big three that come to mind are Pixar, Lucasfilm, and Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say that Marvel might be the biggest. Okay. Uh, to be completely honest. I don't know, though. Um, thinking back on his legacy though, I think it might be Lucasfilm. Okay. How so? Uh, I feel like it's, it's funny because Marvel is actually pre Lucasfilm is it, wasn't it? Um, yes. Because Lucasfilm was, was 2014. Yeah. Was it 2012 for Marvel? Maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. I don't know either. Um, I feel like Lucasfilm was like a, a like a mid cap kind mm -hmm. of in his career. And it's like something very big that he did, something very iconic and generational that he did, and also brought it into theme parks. Um, not only but one, but two. Okay. Um, to quote the, yes. the famous three. D23 Expo. For, for Marvel or for? No, when he did the D23 Expo line. And we're not only oh, building yes. one. Oh, yes. We're building two. But kind of three. Um, they built three. Disneyland well, Paris. Paris. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I'm going to give a non-answer. But it is the big answer, I think. Okay. Hit me with it. I think Bob Iger's legacy is legacy. He created a legacy by his with his acquisitions mm -hmm. because these companies were ensured that a longtime entertainment company would be able to continue their legacies forward, whether it's uh, uh, Steve Jobs with Pixar, whether it was uh, George Lucas with Lucasfilm. Um, I think even Kevin Feige, you could argue, or uh, is it Permuter that owned Marvel also could ensure that these companies um, stayed as the storytelling um, juggernauts that they are and yeah. were. But I think he even went further with that. And and Fox, actually, we could say the same thing, too, is it kept it a, a entity of storytelling. But I think that goes even further when you think of he had this this vision of creating um, this storytelling juggernaut. But then he also recognized that um, the best way to continue to tell the stories was to have a way to um, control the way the stories are told. And so he came up with Disney plus like mm. he didn't come up with it, but he recognized the opportunity there and really uh, made that happen. And so I think his legacy really is continuing on the legacy of storytelling and, um, and being a, a really forward moving company. That's, mm -hmm. that's very, um, 
vision focused and and creative and innovative, I guess is a better word. And so I think um, maybe innovative legacy pulls all of that together in a word. But I think that's his biggest legacy. And and that comes out through Pixar, through Marvel, through Lucasfilm and Disney Plus. Yeah. And the interesting thing, and th those are huge shoes to fill. Um, the interesting thing will be to see how Bob Chapek hopefully builds off of that as it's moving forward. And we see what he really is going to do because um, up until now, it, he's kind of in the driver's seat, but not completely. Like he's had Bob Iger right next to him, but now he's flying solo. So we're going to see what his team that's getting implemented in the next month or two uh, moving forward. And, uh, and we'll see really what he like what does the Disney company look like with his vision? And that will be interesting to see. Um, it was kind of interesting. I was looking at my media site for all of the streaming services that Disney has earlier today. And I realized just how much sports is is in there. And, and you've heard things about different things he wants to do with sports. And so I really do think there is a, uh, a hunger perhaps in, in uh, Burbank right now to tap into that minefield perhaps and take Disney beyond just entertainment, but really bring the sports up onto a whole new playing field. We'll see yeah, if that really happens or not, but I'll be curious. Like it's, it's going to be an interesting six months to a year. Um, I also think it'll be interesting to see what happens with D23. Whereas I think Bob Iger was very into the, like that kind of a venue. I don't see Bob Chapek being that same type of person where I think maybe Bob Iger might be a little more on the extroverted side. You can imagine Bob Chapek being on the introverted side. Okay. And so that maybe not being such a comfortable thing for him. I don't know. Um, I could see definitely for the uh, parks experiences and products, him just having Josh do it. Yeah. Be like, hey, and I then, am not comfortable with this. Yeah. And it might be lieutenants take over all of the different panels. And yeah. he does, you know, maybe he does the, um, the legends yeah. ceremony or something. Um, but it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, you really think of, of how I just feel like Bob Iger was always very central to the D23 Expo. And so without the CEO being central to it, it'll be interesting to see if it has the same gravitas and pull, or is it something that, um, you know, doesn't anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, it'll be an interesting time looking forward as we move uh, forward with all of those things. Um, it'll also, I, I really also think we're just going to see a different um, approach to decision making. And, and that will be interesting to see in the coming years as well. But Bob Iger, we wish you well. Bob Chapek, we wish you well too, for all of our sakes. And uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with that, we will move on with the show, right? Yeah. We have had a lot of rain lately, uh, which I love. A weird amount. It's it's one of my favorite things at Disneyland. It's is, not even an El Nino year. I know. Like it was it was so weird. But um, but what has been kind of a weird blessing, I guess you could say, is because of the way the system works now. Um, I've been in multiple times when it rains. You've been in a couple times when it rains, and uh and so I was able to, was it last Thursday? I think it was last Thursday at like one o'clock, get reservations to go in and take pictures of the rain in the afternoon. Um, and then one evening I did it the week before. Like it was just like day of, nobody wants to be at Disneyland. I can get a it's reservation. True. And I, I had this weird thought of like, I can't remember the last time the New Year's Eve Eve 
mm-hmm. that I could go to Disneyland and it not be completely insanely packed, assuming I could even get in the door. Because mm-hmm. quite often for several years, either they were out of parking or they're like, hey, gates are closed if you're not already in. Yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of a fun and interesting thing to see. But uh, when you go to Disneyland in the rain, it's definitely a much different experience. So my first question for you, Katie, as we go in, and everybody at home can answer this too, what is the one attraction you would absolutely not want to go on in the rain? California Screaming. Okay. In Coaster, my bad. Okay. Um, that hurts. Hmm? It hurts even if it's only like sprinkling. Yeah. Uh-huh. Me too. Uh, I do feel like it's something you have to do once, though. <laughs> I think so. It's it's kind of like a rite of passage. And on the flip side, what's the best attraction to go on in the rain? Uh, ooh, the best attraction to go on in the rain. I would say something inside. Um, you know what's kind of fun to do in the rain? I'm listening. The tiki room. Because then when it ends, <laughs> it's, it's just actually like raining. That is true. Yeah. I, um, I do like the tiki room in the rain. Yeah, I think that like also Haunted Mansion in the rain is kind of fun because it's actually, nice and like spooky. That's the one I would have picked. Is yeah. Haunted Mansion in the rain, I think is the best. Um, where is your favorite place to grab a snack in the rain? Uh, grabbing a snack in the rain. I really like. Mark Twain's pretty good too. Oh, I do love the Mark Twain. Um, I, I really like either grabbing a pretzel um, or like grabbing a hot chocolate at Starbucks or something. Okay. Because, like, sometimes I just want to be, like, cozy. I'm going to say my favorite place in the rain is Sonoma Terrace underneath <laughs> the the heat lamps with a pretzel with cheese sauce. Bavarian pretzels. Yes, the fancy ones. Yes. Not quite Germany, but pretty close. That's uh, that's, that is very true. Um, what is your favorite photo location in the rain? Cars land at night. Okay. Period. All reflective and pretty and okay. neon. So I'm gonna say Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at night around the Millennium Falcon. That's fair. For similar reasons. Um, there's something very uh special about that. And I see in the chat that uh Clocky likes gumbo in a bread bowl and then walking to Hungry Bear to eat it. That's a very good choice. Uh coffee in a grand circle tour from Jeff, also a very good something choice. Something we did recently was it was uh the first rainy day of the season, it was just pouring. Um, and you and I ate soup uh on the wharf i would say that was not a completely enjoyable experience it was like raining indoors it was raining sideways that was i would say that's a place not to go (laughs) that day was brutal (laughs) yeah uh that just the gumbo just reminded me of that funny story i do like um flows though on a rainy day yeah on the the inside i mean you can be under that overhang and sometimes you're okay but yeah but if a wind gust comes that is true you're not so safe that is true. So good soup. good soup. Everybody's happy with that. <laughs> no, you have to. You have to good soup. Okay. Do it. You're good. Do it. Adam Driver did it. I know. Good soup. I'm not Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a tweet earlier today that somebody was like, "Adam Driver needs to be in a Muppet movie and pull it, compl- play it completely straight." Yeah. And I'm like, I'm. I'm I actually think he'd very be cool very with that. good opposite the Muppets. That's what makes the Muppets work the best. It's like a Michael Caine. Yeah, it's a Michael Caine that's going to play it as it is. And then uh, they're going to be true to the text. Exactly. Um, So moving right along. Is there anything else you want to say about the rain? I just thought we should acknowledge it because it was fun. I like Um, rain. And I love to take photos in the rain. That's my favorite activity at Disneyland in the rain. Uh, What's your favorite? I like to. um, 
avoid it? No, I like to be in the rain. Okay. There's actually this really funny thing at work um, where I have to walk a lot of long distances outside at work. And um, <laughs> very frequently lately, people have been like, Katie, do you have an umbrella? And I go, no. <laughs> and then I just walk in the rain. Nice. Um, yeah, I kind of scare people with it because I just, I'm like, wee, rain is fun. Whatever works. You know what um, also is fun? I wouldn't know because I've never done one, but what? a grad night at Disneyland. I also didn't have Actually, a grad Disney, night at California Disneyland. California Adventure. They're coming back this spring. There's going to be 16 nights of grad nights. Congrats, grads. What do you think about this? Um, excited for the graduates. Still feels like it's a little early in COVID times for this. Um, also, who knows where things are going to be by spring, to be 100% honest. Um, I haven't got a clue. I don't know. You don't know. I don't see the future. If I saw the future, I'd get paid a lot more. Which is why I don't have an opinion. Um, I just think good for the graduates. Yep. Um, I do think it's a nice, like... They're not always my favorite days when you're in the parks on grad night. Like it can get a little bit rowdy. crazy, rowdy. That's a good word. <laughs> um, especially as it gets closer to the evening and the party's starting. But um, I do think it's a nice return to normalcy of some sort. Yeah. And, and honestly, if they're going to do the Disneyland after dark, they might as well do grad night. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. All right. Keeping moving right along. That was awkward. The Book of Boba Fett is now on Disney+. Plus. It was not awkward, though. Um, <laughs> at least I didn't think it was awkward. Um, Book of Boba Fett is on Disney Plus now, and we're getting to see more of what Boba Fett is and who he was and how he got there. And uh, we saw the first episode this last week. We're not going to give any spoilers, but we are going to share what we thought about it. So, Katie, what did you think of the Book of Boba Fett? That's fine. <laughs> I think um, it's all Fennec Shand. Yeah. No, that's I'm the, like, that's the stuff that got Fennec me... Shand the show. most excited yes i was like whoa ming not when mm-hmm. um yeah all the boba fett stuff i was like this is fine um it's a it's a slow start and it kind of has to be for what they're doing um what are they doing like what do you think they're doing subverting the expectations of boba fett and i think they're trying to tell a very solid story because I, I think one he came out of nowhere um in mando and so now they're so kind of ha- trying to explain it. They're away. having to explain it away um, from where he came from in the original trilogy and then where he showed up in Mando. Yeah. Um, and then they're also, I think the subverting the expectations is like, here's everything you thought you knew about Boba Fett and he's different now, um, which isn't bad. I just think well, they- that it has to be a slow start for what they're doing. Yes, I agree with you. And I am curious what they're doing completely because they're definitely humanizing him too, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes can be good and sometimes can be bad. And Disney's had a mixed track record with that, I think. Um, <laughs> yes, they better be careful not to make him early TNG Wharf. You're right, Clocky. Um, but uh, but I am curious to see where this progresses and like where it goes because you don't have that many episodes to get yeah. where you're going. And, um, and is this a, a one season show? Is this a two or three, like, or is it leading into the next season of Mando? Like, it'll be very interesting to see how they all intertwine and where they're going. Um, I agree with you that I felt like half of the show, I was kind of like, I don't know that I really need this. And I'm probably going to be in a couple of weeks. And you're like, okay, I guess I needed that. But um, part of me doesn't like knowing backstories of things. Like, yeah, there was a Patton Oswalt um, stand up years ago. I think it was Patton Oswalt who was talking about um, if he could do one thing in life, he would go back in time 
And when um, and when George Lucas pitched the prequels, he'd hit him in the head with a shovel. Yeah. And uh, and and his his whole gimmick with this is like, hey, you like Darth Vader? Yeah, I like Darth Vader. Well, would you like to see Darth Vader as a kid? No. No, I do not want to see Darth Vader as a kid. And I kind of had that similar thought this week with Mando, where I was like, I don't actually want to know more about Mando. I want to book Boba Fett or book him up. Yeah, book a Boba Fett. I want to see Boba Fett go forward. Yeah. And, and part of what I liked about Mandalorian, actually, is the, even though they told us more about him, we still don't know much about him. Uh, I will say the thing that's the funniest, and you brought up Pat Oswalt, um, so it's it's fair game. Uh, there was... I know where you're going. Yeah, there was a scene in Parks and Recreation a couple yep. of years ago that was Pat Oswalt just improvising. Uh, and he's as his... It turns out he's on the writing staff. <laughs> it's his character is... Um, uh, describing his like fan fiction of how Boba Fett survived. Um, and that is like shot for shot in the show. Um, people are all saying it's from a book that was written. That's probably uh, EU at this point and not Canon anymore. It's still funny. Like it's hilarious. It's yes. real, especially when you have the, the side by side. And of, it's Patton Oswalt. So yeah, who cares? Yeah. Uh, I think it's amazing. So if you haven't seen that online, please go find it because I think it's hilarious. Um, I think one of the things they did really well with it, though, is uh, the Sand People. Yeah. Like, seeing the Tusken Raiders and getting to know more about them, um, I think, is one of the more brilliant parts of this show. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I do have to wonder about a certain um, alien uh, species that seems to have a short lifespan <laughs> in everything. And I'm like, is this a new Star Wars gimmick or? <laughs> it's true. I don't know. Like, maybe it is. Um, oh, the other thing. Yes. Is, I, I hope that you caught this. This isn't a spoiler at all. This is just a fun okay. little Easter egg. DJ Happy Rex. Easter. Oh, yeah. That's why I wanted you to watch it. Okay. Yeah, Remember, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, there's one thing in this you're really going to like if you don't like any of the show. Like, I thought that it's was. It's not DJ Rex. But it's this, it's it's that type of a It's that droid. Yes. And it's very obviously. I will say it was I funny. Really I saw somebody on Twitter uh, talking about that moment and be like, you know, I wish they had that droid and it like played music. And, and I was like, you mean like the DJ Rex that I have from Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. That might have been the bit, but. Yeah. No, I think they were serious. Oh, maybe. You yeah. never know on Twitter. You don't. That is true. That's why I like the mystique. That's what makes Twitter fun. Yeah. But anyway, um, I am very curious to see where it goes in the pacing it does because it's Robert Rodriguez that's directing it, right? I think it is. Oh, and I feel like show up. the ones that he did for Mandalorian really were high action mm -hmm. and really like intense episodes. So it was tonal the tonality of this one was so much different than uh, what he did with Mando that I'm very curious to see where he goes. Well, and I was over here thinking like this hasn't immediately captured my attention the same way Mandalorian did. Totally agreed. But end of first episode of Mandalorian made Baby Yoda. So like there isn't that same well, and stakes. Think of two like leading up to that moment. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of action, but also it was kind of a lot of like, okay, that's cool. Like yeah. it wasn't, you weren't super invested in it until you saw the Baby Yoda. Yeah. And I think there might have been an assumption with this, like, hey, it's Boba Fett. You're already invested. It won't matter that yeah. we don't have that big reveal. And it's good that they didn't, because if they had a big reveal at the end of this one, we'd have been like, 
oh, they're just copying Mando. A hundred percent. And and so I think the constant is gonna stay throughout this entire season is me being excited about Fennec Shand. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah. I think it's gonna be my takeaway. I, I really think they should give her a show. Like she should get her own show instead of that other person. I'm forgetting. Is that what happened in Agents of Shield? No. Okay. I was like, did she get her own show? I don't know how this works. No, but I, I would love to see a like once this is all done, like Fennec Shan gets to go and blast through the universe, galaxy, whatever, and do crazy things. Because I just think, yeah, she's not just a nice person. Yeah, like she's a great performer. Me no one. Yeah, um, both like on camera and then also just a vocal actor. Yeah. Like, whatever she does, I feel like I always connect with the character and I don't know what she, like, I don't know what she brings to it, but you think of all of the different things you've seen her through. Cause she's been in the Disney universe for, in one 20 And she's years, been in a lot of things. 25 years, something like that. And you know, that's, that's pretty crazy. And everything she does, I'm like, Oh, I like this character. I think I like what sums character. it up was when she tweeted, can't decide if I want to have Fennec Shand or Mulan as my uh, profile. Exactly. Like, but, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, and and she's done. She's done Marvel. She's done. I, I really hope they find a way to get her into a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, because then she'd be in an animated Disney. A uh, live action Disney. Live action Disney. Star a live Wars. Action and animated Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And then also Marvel. Let's get her into Pixar. And yeah, she needs to be in Pixar too. Yeah. And something, I'm sure she's in something 20th century already. Because um, yeah. that's such a massive catalog. But um, but no, I think it'd be really cool to see her get to appear in, in the MCU. Like, in the completely unapologetic, this is the MCU, not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's kind of in this peripheral, like, mm, well, kind of in Agents it, but of you're S.H.I.E.L.D. Not really isn't in, canon anymore, right? Or was it They haven't said ever? one way or the other. Okay. And they keep doing nod, nod, Wink, nudge, wink. nudge, wink, wink, you know, like whatever things. And it's like, you haven't flat out dashed our dreams, but okay. it doesn't really fit with the rest of the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is okay. And on that note, welcome, welcome to, Geek to Geek's Corner Plus. I'm Mr. Daps. Who am I? Disneyland. That's what it says on your shirt. And I'm Disneyland. <laughs> Um, yeah, you guys are really getting a glimpse into what we are like as human beings. Um, but it is interesting. So we've got, we've got a few more, what is it? Six episodes total of, I feel like that's been the thing for Disney plus. Six but episodes. then we got Kenobi coming up at some point. Ah! And, and honestly, to me, that's the one I'm more looking forward to, um, as, as we move forward into Disney plus, but it is, I don't actually know how many things I'm super excited about this year in Disney plus. Whereas last year it was like, Oh, we have the book of Boba Fett coming and we have WandaVision. We have Loki, we have all of these things. Um, but you know, I don't know. Um, isn't Mando season three coming up? I haven't said like year? it wasn't in the preview. Oh. So now I'm confused. Huh? Andor. Thank you. Is that this year? And I'm, I'm, I'm mildly interested. Like I'm more than mildly interested. I'm a little bit concerned with Andor. Well, just because I think sometimes this is the whole Darth Vader is a kid thing. Sometimes <laughs> when you explain the backstory too much, it ruins the original story. Don't be mean to Bailey. I'm not being mean to Bailey. Mean My only criticism of, of Rogue One 
is the last two minutes. I don't disagree with you because I think it discredits a lot of a new hope. I think it does too. And I wish they, and, and honestly, it was, it was an easy fix. Mm -hmm. Like the getaway and you don't have to actually put a time thing in there. I mean, I also don't like the CGI at the end of. Yeah, but one. that's, that's a. No, I no. That's something that you could. No, it angers me. Fun fact. I think I've, I told this story at least a million times, but I mm -hmm. think it's really funny. So I'm going to tell it more. Um, I'm sorry, Bailey. I fell asleep when we saw Rogue One. That's the only movie I've ever slept in in a movie theater. And we paid for IMAX, which like makes it, it worse. It was really good. Um, so I was awake for the first 15 See, minutes. Bailey agrees with me. The last two minutes of Rogue One shouldn't exist. I fell asleep. I was awake for the first 15 minutes. Then I fell asleep. Then I woke up at the very end and I went, oh my God, what's going on? Because it was the hope scene. And I was like, um, okay, I think I missed some things. Well, and and I then I was admit, I, was have, I will have a soft spot in my heart forever for Rogue One because um, when they were releasing the DVDs, remember, I got that special edition one that was signed From by Stephen Stanton, Stanton, who is the voice of Admiral Redis, who liked one of my tweets this week. You did. It's yeah. true. That was quite exciting. Um, but yeah, so... That's that's my funny story about Rogue One. Yeah, um, um, but no, I, I think I think overall Rogue One is a good story, and my concern is that something in Andor will do what the last two minutes of Rogue One did, yeah. and maybe it'll do it to to Rogue One. Maybe my bigger fear is that they'll try to explain too much of the rebellion, Ooh. and it'll dilute the original series. But I also like the original series. This isn't Star Trek or the original. <laughs> the original trilogy no i just um, i just enjoyed saying yeah the same but thing. um but i do think the writing team and the production team and the executives at lucasfilm have really been um showing what they can do in a good way with these series on disney plus yeah. so i think there's lots of reason to be to have hope for um andor for kenobi i think it's obi-wan kenobi now actually and i like kenobi um, better and even the rest of of the book of boba fett so if the original trilogy is the original series, that means the sequel trilogy is next gen, right? No, I mean, you can't use the same logic because uh, Star Trek did go back in time and they had Enterprise also, which would be kind of the same as the prequels. Yeah, but and that wasn't the a good sequel trilogy would be next gen because it's... I'd like to see the Book of Old Ben also, Clocky. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> oh, no, I think Kenobi. I actually think the uh, the sequels would be next generation. That's what I said. Yeah. I said the sequels would oh, be I, next I gen. Heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then who would be who? Um, I like to think, oh, gosh, what's his face? Um, Pilot. Uh, I said Oscar Isaac. Poe Dameron. He's kind of the um, uh, number one. Riker. Yeah. Thank you. Um, literally all names are leaving my head at this current moment. Uh, there isn't really a, a Captain pa Picard. There's not a Captain Picard at all, I don't think, in the sequel trilogy. Um, I mean, Leia's the closest to say Leia's the Captain Picard. Uh, yeah. And she dies, so that's rude. Um, Everybody dies. I mean, yeah. Um, I don't... <laughs> there's Jordy LaForge. I don't know that this analogy... Well, Chewie. They're both, <laughs> they're both fixing the... Like, Chewie is Jordy He's the engineer. Like, <laughs> what else could it be? That's funny. That's funny. Um, now we just need. Like, I an... hope we get more Jordy LaForge though in next season of Picard. 
I don't think we're going to, but I really would like to see it. We don't talk about Star Trek on here very much because most people don't really care. But uh, we're getting to the point where we don't. Picard, that's good too. No, I like that. I don't think I was gonna say Holdo, but like, I don't know. I don't feel like she was very <sighs> Picard y. Picardian. Picardian. <laughs> Engage. Um, fun fact. I was going to keep throwing out fun facts today. My work email signature is a quote from Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Quote? Uh, things are only impossible until they are not. That is true. Um, so, yeah, I, I just like that it's literally like it is, quote, things are only impossible until they are not, dash, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. And I'm like, I wonder if people are receiving emails from me even notice it notice that it's like who knows probably nobody um but the people that do notice uh are like wow big old nerd and that's what i'm going for i don't know so we'll find out <laughs> all right we are running out of time for tonight so katie what should people do shoot at appsmagic.com check out all the disney and geek news as it happens subscribe to our mailing list so you don't miss anything and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as we've got a ton of videos still going up from Walt Disney World in October because that's just how we do things, apparently. Um, we've also got some upcoming live streams, videos. We'll be filming, we're planning on filming the last uh, um, Christmas Fantasy Parade this weekend and then also probably the last Believe in Holiday Magic um, because that's always a fun thing to do as well. But that is all the time that we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye! Bye!